Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Data's Gonna Date. It's me, the one, the only, the truly unmeasurable Roisin. And I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a calm opening, you know, very low key with myself. <laughs> oh, no, how am I going to follow that up? It's me, Nicola, the majestical <laughs> supernova of champagne proportions <laughs> yeah that'll do that'll do that'll do that'll do pig that'll do um i'm if i sound funny people um it's because my microphone i left it at home and i'm back up in dublin and um i'm sorry about that so i'm trying to using the laptop one i uh, hope i don't sound too weird but anyway how's it going ro it's not too bad not too bad at all hopefully the dog you're currently holding in your lap won't also <laughs> mess with your mic or maybe tomorrow will give us some some insights into how she's feeling in the dating world as well well she's you know very single if anyone has any nice dogs out there um she would she's currently licking my hand so i take that to mean she's she's up for it she's up for dog <laughs> dates we're, we're ready to find the man and his dog for us she's she's good to go so yeah. now, the last time we were talking you were going away over to the UK. Any any menses? We did see. I did see some Instagram stories. Was there any uh, smooching? And that that Instagram uh, pic you saw um, of me, an incredibly beautiful man, was Very a gay man again. Oh no! Oh. Yeah, there's no there's no way a man like that, incredibly beautiful, I would be comfortable standing around. You know, he was too majestic looking. Um, no, there was no bookily. Um, it turned out to be a very a friends, female friends uh, orientated weekend. Although so, a guy did say he would have sex with me, um, not to me. He said it to somebody else. Oh right. Um, and he described me as the small one, despite knowing my name when he met me. But anyway, he told somebody, <laughs> "Oh, I'd have sex with the small one." Now, I didn't take him up on that offer because it wasn't the most romantic no. proposition. But a win's a win, you know. You know, take- confidence <laughs> takes the takes what it gets. You know, takes the good out of it. I ch- in my mind and in my heart, I've changed that to the little one is beautiful and classically class, but not. Yeah. I want to have sex with him. Yeah, maybe we should just call you small one from here on out. Like maybe that should just be your brand, your brand new date. Dana's going to date with the small one. Yeah, although full sized, totally small. <laughs> yeah no though I didn't even see any um, boys that, like apart from that beautiful man who looked like Joel Domit um, yes. mixed with Jordan North so I was like yes, in he. love um, but he was gay uh, so I didn't see anybody really like we were away in uh, I went to two different parts of the UK and um, one of them one of the nights I was spent like a comedy gig um, and even though we went for drinks afterwards there was no one really about the second yeah. time I went to a different part of the UK and there was um Everybody was what like was real pretentious looking, like real <laughs> like the girls were in gunas from like two o'clock in the day. Like I'm not even like brunch dresses. These were like Geordie Shore dresses. Oh, okay. Like right. Boohoo sponsored them, you know, that kind of way. And the lads <laughs> were all in like 
they all look like they were on Love Island and they had no socks on, oh, even though it was cold. Oh, and all this kind of crack. So I ended up just having a really good girly weekend and um, didn't didn't spy upon a, a man, which, you know, I do love the English. So yeah. the accent, no Welsh. I met a Welsh girl, but not a Welsh oh. man. But she has invited me to her wedding. So I said, listen, well, round up the now. singles. Yeah. <laughs> Get them there. Put me on the table with the, all all the single Welsh lads. That'd be fantastic. And yeah. sometimes we go away, particularly because of COVID and all, and like we haven't really seen or like even our friends who have been able to come home just haven't really been able to hang around with them in the same way like that you you normally would. Mm. So probably you just were focused probably on having a, a you know a good time and just catching up with them. You no, know, a different time you might have been yeah or seen or whatever, but maybe you were just enjoying. Yeah, like the only time that I did kind of go, oh, like one of the girls who's married was kind of like, oh, let's have a look and see if there any nice boys or whatever. And that was in one bar um, and kind of had a look around and everyone was either 50 plus or um, <laughs> they looked like they were running on Love Island. So it was a very clear, you know, mix yeah. of that. And I was like, oh, neither for me, please. Um, yeah. So... Then we went to the gay bar and I just looked at all the fantastic looking people and I was quite happy just to look at them and kind of talk to them and just be like, you're so pretty. Um, but no, look, it was just a good weekend. But yeah, no, nothing, no romance to report. No romance. No romance to report. Oh, so it's disappointing. You usually, usually have like, even if you don't end up kissing anyone, you usually always have some sort of story when you when you go over there. But like, like I said, it's kind of, because we haven't seen people or probably hung out with them in ages, especially our friends even abroad. I reckon because I'm going to the same place now this weekend. Um, I will be, I will not be uh, looking, but I'm happy to wing woman whoever needs be because I do always I I find that because it, I'm not afraid of rejection because I'm not looking for <laughs> anything. I'm more than happy and willing to embarrass myself in front of anyone because it doesn't matter. It's grand. Well. <laughs> If you spot anyone, uh, you can feel free to bring my photograph around and just right. pass it out and okay. just uh, find someone that you know my type, you know, either 24 or 44. It's very clear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're in between that practice. Well, sure. Look, look you, had a, you had a bite when Tom showed a photograph of, of, of you before, so his friend saw a photograph of me and you or something and said you were interested. So very young. Obviously, that was going back into the young scale. We're trying to move you up. Up in, into a new age category. Um, <laughs> Do you know what's funny about that? I um, when you suggested Tom's friend, who um, I haven't met, I've never met him, so I was <laughs> like, I can't do anything about it. Um, but um, it, the weirdness about that was that same week, another friend of mine who's getting married next year was like, me and my fiance, who was standing there where, so he agreed yes. with this, have decided to set you up with somebody. And they had picked out a friend that, that they decided. And I was like, I've been single for so long, you know, and no one has had, none of my, like, coupled up friends have been like, let's set up with a friend. And in the same yeah. week, two people were like, oh, I'm going to set you up with this person. And bear in mind, <laughs> neither of those things have happened. <laughs> to be totally fair, I have not met this friend of Tom either. So, like, assuming he's a real person. Because I saw his Instagram profile, but um, <laughs> um, he's definitely on the other side. But I have not met him yet, so like I would need to vet him first, Nicola. Yeah, I wouldn't just go recommending willy nilly uh, you to anyone, you precious little flower. Oh, my precious! Well, after uh, listening to, I don't know if you're listening to the podcast, Sweet Bobby. I've been listening to that, and um, anyone who's listening knows that just because you have an Instagram account or a Facebook account doesn't mean you're real. 
And that's Ooh, it's like I, a catfishing thing, is it? Yeah, it's really good. It's about this English girl who was catfished. And I won't give anything away, but like you know that from straight away. Like that's episode, like oh, that's in that's the synopsis. But um it's like it's a really hilarious or not hilarious, really strange catfishing story, which you kind of go, like, I just can't understand how people fall for catfishes in 2021. I just don't know. Neither do I. It's it's bizarre. I watched um, I don't know if you've seen the incredibly naff Christmas movie on Netflix, Love Hard. No, um, but I, I've I've heard it's great in the naff sense yeah it is it, it's it's terrible wonderful all at the same time and in that I was like yeah there there are some things that he kind of does that to try work around that whole thing of how how would you know you know if, if, if he's catfishing or not but like still the girl gets on a plane to a dude she's been talking to for about three or four weeks to go visit him like I know the catfishing's bad, but you're a lunatic. You you got on a plane after four weeks to meet some random guy across the country. You, you crazy. You crazy. The yeah. worst part about that movie, if anybody's seen it, is your man looks really young, but he's not. He's supposed to be the same age as the, the girl in it, but he looks like he's about 17. When I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, ah, the catfish is, he's a teenager. No, no, <laughs> he's supposed to be 30 or something, but he looks, he looks really young. Um, But yeah, it's a good enough Good enough Christmas movie for sure. Uh, nothing major with me old self at all. Poor Tom ended up in A&E though during the week, which was fantastic. Yeah, he's grand. He's fine. Before he even starts panicking. I'm not about to be like, he's dead. And, and, and uh, so uh, he's dead and I'm going to the UK this weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, get rid of my woes. Um, no, he had awful vomiting bug and just didn't stop. And so doctor sent him off to A&E, but sure. He's grand, but bless him, he's he's still in bits. Um, so we've had no no exciting or no like proper dates or anything like that because he just hasn't been able to do anything. But very scary when like somebody you love is like gone to any, especially now, um, because of COVID and nobody can go in with like you know. What I mean, it's not like if he'd been admitted, I wouldn't have been allowed to go in and visit him or see him or anything like that. So yeah, it's kind of because I I follow a uh, don't know if anybody else or you, you probably wouldn't follow her Nicola but Carla Kay and her fella was in hospital recently and he was in for like d- days maybe weeks and like she wasn't she couldn't go in and see him because they were running all these tests and trying to figure out what's wrong and obviously you get that doctors have a job to do in COVID but like um, the only thing she could do is bring him his stuff and see him through a window. I was like, oh my God, I can't imagine like what it would be like if genuinely if you, someone you loved who was really ill and you can't go in and see them at the moment. Like so, so awful. Oh, that happened to my auntie. She, um, when she was in Beaumont, they, she couldn't, I think she was on the third floor and her husband, even though he couldn't get into the hospital, he rented a room in Dublin in a hotel and stayed there. And every morning he'd go over and he'd stand in the car park and wave up and she'd look out the window. Oh God! Stop. That's the love I want. That's, That's real love. Wants. That's true love. Absolutely. No flowers. Wave at a window for me every morning. I'll be happy. No. But it's the, like it's the it's just the gesture and the commitment of of doing that every day just to put a smile on someone's face. Yeah. So nice. What a lovely. Well, look, if Tom gets admitted, you there's an idea for you. <laughs> Down to the dark I go. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, luckily nothing serious. Thank. 
touch wood, thank God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, that was the height of the excitement uh, for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we did say we put out a call out. We said today's episode would be about office romances. Now, obviously, we know you didn't meet Tom in an office, but yeah. um, I do know you did have an office thing before. I think we kind of briefly mentioned it. Uh, we may have mentioned it a little bit on this podcast before. Yeah, I think we mentioned it way back when, when we started this. Mm. I've definitely shifted people at work um, instant, instant regret. Like, uh, it was funny seeing what people said in terms of, do you remember you put up polls of whether they think mm. office romances work? Um, instant regret for me. Uh, generally, there's only been one time where I thought, where I thought maybe you know, like after I kissed someone in work that maybe like could have turned into something, uh, and it just imploded in my face in embarrassment instead. But um, uh, like I have been, uh, like oh, I remember working in a job before, and you know like I was we were drunk at a Christmas party. This is years ago, and I always got on really well with the guy I work with, and you know that moment like where you're, like you feel like something was was about to happen but then I was like no 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 this is a terrible idea because I literally sat beside him not even just like not a separate team that not my literally on my team and he sat across from me and I was like there is no no avoiding this whatsoever um and then we went to Australia and I didn't ever work with like you know kind of any guys that I would have like been interested in that way or anything like that but when we came back and I started with my current job not my current role, but I was moving to another team. I was leaving my old team, moving to a team in the same company. And at Christmas party, I got absolutely langered and shifted the lad on my new team, right? Let's go back in. I think you'll remember this, Nicola, because I think you'd stayed in my house that night yeah. and you saw me the following morning. <laughs> and I was I was due to have a date with my ex. This day, and you were riddled with the fear. Riddled with fear. Uh, went into work, uh, moved to my new team, and then uh, a fellow colleague came down the corridor screaming, like in front of everyone, hey, Roisin, did you shift blank last night? Oh, God. Just what I you want. Saying, I, 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 I want to die. And this guy was kind of awkward anyway, and it was, oh, my God, it was just so awful for for. for so many times and then I don't think we really kind of chat properly until the next time we were drunk and then it was glad and it was grand. we cleared the air and we, we never kissed again but I did a while ago really like a guy at work and we'd been at a couple of functions and things together and I, I did like him and then we did shift on my out and I kind of thought like something could have happened there and I did it was the first time I kind of I'd fancied anyone since I broke up with my ex and I was really interested and we were very, very similar. But he was just so, you know what I'm like, Nick, I'm awkward anyway. <laughs> it's somebody and it's a bit of an awkward situation. So I'm awkward anyway. Put me then into a work situation where I didn't have to, not, I didn't have to be around this guy all the time, thankfully, thank God. Um, but put me in a work situation and then have him be super awkward as well. And they've just got an absolute yeah disaster, disaster, disaster. And it was just so uncomfortable. I like the next event that we were at after the one we kissed. Like another girl was cracking on to him in front of me. Now she didn't know. Nobody knew that I was with this guy 
And anybody from work who might be listening to this will be like, oh my God, I'm shocked about So don't even think, I think I only told like one other person that I work with, that I was with him. Um, and it was just, it was awful. It, it, like, you know what I mean? I'm just watching somebody mm. I work with crack on with the guy I just shifted, I'd say three or four weeks previous. It had already been super awkward. Um, and I just did what, what anyone would do in that situation was I got absolutely langered off of my face. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Which, you know, helps everyone. And I had to go to um I had to go to another another event. So I was leaving and I Were was you just coming completely... to meet us somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was completely and utterly overwhelmed. It was also I'd only been a year broken up with my ex, and it, this was the year anniversary that, that same weekend. Mm. And I was actually pit like like we I've been out since two in the afternoon or one in the afternoon. So I've been drinking since then and I got to the event with you guys and I just bought my eyes dry. I was in an absolute hoop. It was just a cumulate, you know, it was just a mixture of everything. But I think it was just the fact is, you know, when you haven't fancied anyone in a long time, for whatever reason it might be, whether it's a breakup or just you've yeah. had a shift one of things or whatever and you just really really haven't fancied anyone and I think that's what it was I really really fancied him and I was like it's bad enough being me being awkward but like now you are awkward too this is just horrendous um and then I saw him on tinder and I swiped on him did swipe on me oh no oh and that, <laughs> at, at that point then I was like okay we just like have to park it now and just leave it as it is because it's 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 obviously that he's not interested in taking it any further. I 100% if he if he'd been interested and like he'd asked totally would have tried to see if there was anything there because we didn't work on the same floor and it was possible to avoid each other in my office because it's so large and there's so many people. The only place you might it might be awkward would be like a like a social function. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not everybody goes to them and it could be hard to avoid them. But I totally, if he'd been interested, I would have just because we had so much in common. I thought he was a really, really same guy. But, oh, he just he just made it really painfully and awkward for me. And then I remember being at another event and there was a group of us. So it was fine. He was in the group, but I was in the group with Grant. But anyway, a couple of people left and then it was just me and him. And then he just turned and walked away and left me on my own. Oh, what a sound, Sam. On my own. Like, I, I will admit, I'm like I said, I can be very awkward at the best of times, but I would never do that because it makes you feel like you've done something or you're wrong or, you know what I mean? Just end up feeling kind of really bad about yourself then. I was just like, right, um... You know, I just left. I just left completely on my own. I think like, everybody else had gone to the bar or the bathroom or whatever. Um, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, I think he went up to the bar. So I didn't want to follow because then it looked like I was. Yeah, I'm stalking you. Yeah. So um, I just kind of stayed where I was for a little while. And then I was like, I'll go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. So it was it was a bit shit. I will I will be honest. It was a bit shit. Um, it was kind of just a combination of the year that it happened to me and everything mm. I'd been through, and the excitement of when you fancy someone again. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, amazing! 
fine. And then the big fat letdown. <laughs> oh, go to shit. So, I mean, it's just do office romances work. I'm not sure. I've never, I've never had a successful shift convert into um into anything proper that would be worth examination. You've gotten you've you got somebody I'm working for, haven't you? Oh gosh, like honestly, so I was thinking about this the other day when you were texting me. <laughs> And I've talked about a couple of them on this uh, podcast before, but I have realised that anyone I kissed, and there's been a few office romances throughout the years and stuff, especially yeah. when we live in Australia. Um, but, you know, uh, different jobs I've worked in, I've kissed a couple of people and all of them bar one, I think, had girlfriends I found out afterwards. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So not only do you have the work fear, you've got the fear, like... So I, I mentioned the guy before that I worked with in Australia, in Melbourne, and he is now married to the girlfriend. And everyone's like, why are you and blah, blah, not talking? Let's call him Seamus. Why are you and Seamus not talking? Because you're two of the only, there was three Irish people, me, him, and one other person. And everybody was like, you and Seamus are best friends. Why, why haven't I seen you hanging around? So of course then I had to, we had to go for drinks and sort it all out because um, everybody at work was noticing that we weren't friends anymore. Uh, so there was that. Okay. Um, when I worked in my retail job back when I was in college, um, I think I told you about the guy that kiss I kissed at the Christmas party, thinking it was a fantastic idea because he was really good looking. And then he was like, yes. "Do you want to go ice skating?" I was like, "No." <laughs> but I just thought about that. I think I mentioned that story in this before, and then I remembered that he walked me home after the Christmas party, and then he asked me for a tenner for the taxi home for him. Ah. <laughs> We both work in the same retail job, pal. We both make minimum wage. You're asking me for money. Great. Now, he didn't have a girlfriend, so he was one of the old, because he was like super intense afterwards. I was like, oh, he's, it was such a good idea to kiss him. And then the next day, he was like, waiting for me outside the canteen to walk oh, no. down, downstairs. And when I was like folding clothes uh, at a table, he came out and it wasn't even his job. And he'd hang out at the table just, and I was like, dude. <laughs> No, this is way too say. And then, nah, nah. But the rest of them, like I was thinking of a few other ones. There was a Christmas party a few years ago. It's always Christmas parties. That's why I'm glad we're not. Oh, it's them. always Christmas parties. Always, always, always. That's where that's where the trouble starts. Yeah, I'm glad we're not having them. Although in my current job, like honestly, there's no there'd be more share. chance of me shifting a girl than there would be anybody else. But um, he, this guy that I barely knew, I ended up kissing, and. I remember my friend rang me and he was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm doing something stupid. He was like, <laughs> he was like, are you kissing somebody? I was like, yes. And the next day I just thought I was still drunk. And I thought it was hilarious until I met a girl on the way into work. And she was like, oh my God, I saw you talking to Jimmy D Bob last night. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I hope he didn't do anything stupid because he has a girlfriend. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. So he, I remember he texted me or was at me later on. And I was like, he's like, hey, last night was fun. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> get ready for scathing Nicola Turner. <laughs> I was like, my, you said to me, sir. Yeah, I'd sobered up. I had basically sobered up in that one moment when she told me my hangover and fear kicked in and huge notch. And I was so sour at that. And then he had to like, he was, he, uh, we had to like hang around. It was like, you know, you and that guy, we had to hang around social events because work. And, you know, you have to be in a group and like, There'd be only three of us there at one point. One person, you know, everybody else gone toilet or smoking over at the bar. And you're like, please don't let this other person leave. Please don't let this other person leave. 
and like you can you can talk in a social setting because you know you have to but like in on your own with the person you're like no um trying to think there's there loads especially oh if you don't want people to clock you know yeah. if it's a secret you haven't told anyone and you don't want people to clock you're like you're like well i better not act mm. weird because if i act odd different from how we i would usually be mm. so it's gonna cop what happens oh my god like i especially like well, my current job, there's nothing to report, but like, you know, I'm very private, you know, with people like I kind of only would let, like even in my own best friends, let's say of 10, maybe six people might know one story, two people might know another, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm like. And we combine everything and that's how yes. we get to we know the Nicholas. I'm like, I forget who I've told, but I know who I won't tell. So then, <laughs> da, da, da. then if, if somebody I haven't told knows, I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, they like, you know, no one at work would know uh, anything in my job if I let's say there was a Christmas party next week I scored someone they would not know unless they all saw it happen because I wouldn't go in the next day and say it but again there's no one in my office to score so and I work <laughs> from home so you know unless I'm kissing the dog um, I remember when I first got my first like pr- proper office job um, and I remember so many people would say to me oh like office romances office affairs you know, people are married and having affairs in the office are rampant. And I was kind of like, it can't be true. It's only when you go to a Christmas party, you realize, because I suppose it is really weird because people you work with, you are with them um, like pri- prior to COVID. You mm. are with them more probably than you are with your own family or friends or whoever. So yeah. you spend seven, eight, nine, ten hours of the day with these people. You go for lunch with them. You go for drinks with them. You go to weddings. You go to occasions. And and I I saw a TikTok about somebody like having you know a, um, a work husband or a work wife. You know, someone they're close close to. And I was mm. uh, a girl saying, you know, when well, my boyfriend tells me he's a work wife in the office, and I was sort of banging down the door with a shock, being like, you know. But people do get really close in in offices, and I have found myself um at the end of the line before where like I've known the person has a partner. Now I've never done anything because because work always it always makes me if you're out in a pub or something and a shift and someone or whatever maybe mm. the consequence doesn't feel as dire but when you know you you kind of have to work with this person next time and they have a partner and you could have to meet their partner at a function mm. or something like that it just I've had so many like near misses with, with fellas I work with and then you can you can tell they're all so sheepish the next day. Yeah, like as if they weren't laying it on super thick with you, like as if I was the one, you know, yeah. laying it all down with them. When because there's been times where I've been so confused, where I've been like, oh, "Are they single?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're acting as if. Well, the last time I heard they were in a relationship, but this is not. This is not someone acting like they're in a relationship. This is someone acting like they're single, and that's yeah. how, why it's so easy that you could end up shifting someone and finding out afterwards. Oh no, they have a girlfriend or boyfriend. Oh cause... god, completely! Like Jesus, well, that's been my life. Like on everybody, everybody that I've ever kissed, apart from one guy, has turned around and like you know that guy in Oz who was like uh, sent me a DM the next day and he's like, oh god, I'm so sad. Just, just don't tell anyone at work. And I was like, 
and he was uh, having a girlfriend. I was like, you told me specifically last night that you didn't. Yeah. But um, I just thought about another one that I, I didn't turn into a romance, but I remember I was temping in this place in Sydney for like two weeks because obviously like that's how most people, anyone who's backpacked <laughs> knows that, you know, if you're a girl especially, you probably tempt like, you know, everywhere. And I tempted yeah. in this place. I some office in Sydney and on reception. I couldn't even tell you now what I did. Did I answer the phones, baby? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, you, you counted the screws. <laughs> oh God, that was that other place. Oh my God, the guy that works there was so beautiful. Oh my God, I would have. I would go back to that company now just just to, despite being a screw company, just to see the MD's son who was beautiful. <laughs> and you were like, bring your dog to work. So that was perfect for me. And um, this was another place I was just, I think I was on reception and this guy he used to come up and talk to me every day for the like two weeks I worked there. And um, so that was fine. And we got him really well. And he was really cute. And like, he was just cheeky chap. He was a very Ollie Moore. He's very like, he wasn't that good looking, but as you got to know him, he was better looking because he was real funny and stuff. Yes. Anyway, on my last day, the two girls I've made really good friends with, we were going for drinks and uh, they were like, they're both Australian and they both have so much confidence and they're like, just message him and send him your number. And I was like, no, I'm from Ireland. Like, no. <laughs> I can't like, do this. Unless I see him drunk, like, what do you think is going to happen here? And they're like, go on, go on, go on. And one of the girls, Laura, started writing an email from me. And I was like, no, oh my God, that doesn't even sound like me. And they're like, just send me your number. So I sent a mail at literally like 5.01 and I had yeah. my handbag on, my, on and my coat on. And I sent going, today's my last day. It was really good to, you know, get to know you, James, blah, 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 blah. I was like, if you ever want to catch up and have a drink, this is my number. And I literally booted it out of the fucking place. <laughs> it sent, ran, went to the pub. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And every time my phone beeped, the girl's like, <gasps> I was like, oh. <laughs> and then what happened? I didn't hear from him. So obviously he wasn't interested, but the same company called me two weeks later and we're like, we'd love to have you back for another couple of weeks. I was like, are you joking me? I only sent that email because I was like, I'm I'll ever see this chap again unless he wants to. And I'm even going right now thinking about it. It was, I'd walk back in. He was one of the first people I saw. And I was like, no. and I honestly, I honestly thought I was going to like die. I spent the entire <laughs> next two weeks, like if I saw him coming up the corridor, I would like dive into the bathroom or, you know, go and check the paper and the fucking photocopier just so I didn't have to talk oh. to him. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, so he didn't say anything to you about. No. And that was even worse. Cause like, if he'd said something like, Oh, um, I got your message, but I have a girlfriend. Like I'm terrible at this. Like I'm no good at like big emotional <laughs> like things. Like, so if I, I remember doing this, with my ex, he, uh, we'd met up for drinks or something. Little did I know he was scoring his friend at the time. But um, <laughs> he sent me a ma- message afterwards and I was like thinking about it for ages. And I said, I'm going to send a big like DM back or not DM, a big message back, you know, talking about things. And then I turned off my phone for about four days because I could not face the message that was going to come back. I was like, I'm not good at this. Unless you get me to say it to your face. Like if it's if I have to write it down, I will turn off my phone straight afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I'll just fling the phone like in the other direction. Yeah. So you just can ignore it like, reply I, I don't know her yeah uh, that was my dog wrote that out yeah I did not write that who is this yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have your number set on my phone sorry about that but uh yeah no it can definitely I I feel like you'd want to be really sure if you're gonna date someone in your office like oh, honestly like positive that it's worth the stress and I certainly wouldn't suggest it if they're on the, your literal team 
Like if you have to work yeah. with them day in day out, I w- I wouldn't I would think it's a bad idea. Now I work with um I work with a couple of people who um are married in, in my company, but they don't work in the same departments. Mm, That's yeah. a big thing. So they might have met through the company, but they don't work in the same departments. And I think that makes a big difference because you don't you don't have to be on something like, uh, do you have that thing I asked yeah. you for four hours ago? <laughs> yeah. I also know a lot of people who have had affairs within companies. And so I could, when you were saying about that earlier, like there's none, you know, I would no, ugh, I'm not bringing that bad karma to my life, but I have seen people and it's, they think they're so like subtle and you'd forget that when you're working in an office, everything is like, you're hypervigilant, but everything that's anyway different, just because you're like, this is so boring. Like, give me some excitement for my day. And mm-hmm. I've seen affairs like where the people don't think that we realize they're like G chatting each other and we're like, you suddenly started wearing your hair um, down curly <laughs> every day. You're wearing a ball gown into work that shows off your, you know, shape. Like, come yeah. on, we know that something's going on. And then you're G chatting this one person for 14 hours. Mm, we can get yeah. it. Yeah. It's, um, it's very obvious. You can always tell the signs are always there when it happens. Oh my God, mm. Siri is picking me up. Go away, Siri. Stop listening to me. <laughs> She's a scary motherfucker. Um, well, I was just looking at the. I'm just looking at the responses here and I haven't seen one person who said um, it out. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, when you ask, do you think office romances can work? Like 56%, yes. 44%, no. So that's a very, that's a very uneven, like that's pretty much 50-50. So a lot of people don't seem to think that it can work out. Like I said, I know people who've done it that I work with, but uh, I think you have to be, you have to really, really like somebody, I think. Yeah. In order, in order I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest starting it at the Christmas party. Like if you are flirting with somebody now and you're like, oh my God, well, obviously there's no one having Christmas parties now. But if you were like messaging some or like fancying somebody at work, then place not to start it is the Christmas party because oh, absolutely. your fear levels are off the charts the next day anyway. Whereas if you go on and like Friday night booze, drinks after work, you're more likely to know if they have a girlfriend or whatever because it's a Friday night. If their phone is being hit up the whole night, you know, there's probably a chance they have a girlfriend. Whereas the Christmas party, they get like, their girlfriend's not going to bother them because they're at a Christmas party. Yeah. And often as well, like, um, Christmas party like goes on to all hours. Sometimes when you just go to, for after work points, what you mm. get is uh, like, uh, I have to go, I have to go, I have to meet the missus or I'm going to meet my boyfriend for dinner. And like, sometimes usually something will come up maybe in general conversation yeah. I find with Christmas parties what tends to happen especially in like the offices uh, especially there I work in everybody has generally had the last particularly three to four months would have been the most painful horrible intense crazy because everyone's trying to meet quotas or whatever it might be mm. and so most people when they get to December and they get to that Christmas party time it is time to cut the fuck loose and everybody's yeah. like you know what I mean and then people often I find people stay in town so they're not like going home yeah. their family homes or whatever the case may be they'll so have again, a hotel room yeah they have a hotel rooms so you don't really know you know does this person have a partner because they're not going any, they're not going home home tonight and so you don't really ever know the score mm. so I totally agree if you were interested in someone the Christmas party is not the place no. to start putting the feelers out I we did have our we did have our Christmas party in Coppers a couple of times. I tell you, that is the place to have your Christmas party because oh, yeah. it was upstairs in the, in the like VIP inverted commas. 
up there, top floor. So you get up and you have all your free drink and blah, blah, blah. And then when you're ready to go and love the goblin summit, you just go downstairs. Boom. Yeah. Well, I have never, um, any Christmas party I've been to, I've never not ended up in coppers at the end of the night. So you'd start somewhere fancy with your big Christmas tooley or whatever. You always, without a doubt, end up in coppers and more often than not I would actually stay the night in coppers which means oh, I get there free, too. Good old Jackson Court Hotel. yeah and you get to skip the queue it's a revelation lads it's it's, it's fantastic uh but yeah no the Christmas party everyone's just a bit a bit crazy I would mm. be doing the recon before before such an event yeah I would say hold off for the Christmas party if you can don't lob the gob then lob the gob on the Friday they just yeah. random Friday drinks um mm. much more you know, progressive there. Um, one person <laughs> did say they did a friends of benefits for nearly 10 months with a supervisor who's in the same department, but a different team and no one ever knew. So I suppose that's kind of successful there. Like they had an agreement and nobody ever found yeah. out. Um, I wonder how that goes now. Like, you know, when you, when it's all over and you're like in the office at the yeah, water. Like, and what happened? Why did it end? Did he yeah. get a, did he get a girlfriend? Did you More get a info boy? needed, please. <laughs> Someone said, um, that they, yes, they did have an office for months and they cheated on me with another girl we worked with. Oh, wow. There's a man who can't pull a girl in normal circumstances, so he has to just <laughs> only get them from his office. No, my God, dreadful. Um, somebody said, oh, no, they're here. Sorry, this is one successful story. Sorry, I missed this one. I started seeing someone I work with and he's been my boyfriend of nearly a year now, but I only started to see him because I knew he was leaving the job. We don't work together anymore. And I'm so glad because I really don't think offices romances work. So she obviously got the kick up the boot when um, he said he was leaving the job and then they went for it. Yeah. Um, there was a guy in my office now my, that was like, he left hmm, a couple of years ago now. I remember thinking he was so good looking and I was like, he was great to have someone to fancy, you know, like that you were saying earlier, yes. so much to look at, you know, going into work, going, oh, there he is now. And he was very flirty with me. But he was such, he was so into himself. I've, I realised that after, my problem was that I spoke to him and if I hadn't have spoke to him, I would have stayed <laughs> fancying him. We had a work drink thing and he was totally like flirtatious with me and I was loving it. And then <laughs> because of that, night he always used to come up and talk to me and work it kind of led into like being pals and then I just realized how into himself and how boring he was like when he had a few <laughs> drinks and he was a bit of crack but like yeah one night in particular he was like we went to a work thing and he had um two whiskeys and he's like right I better go because I'm going home to train I was like train for one he's like oh I'm gonna go home and run a few miles I was like even two whiskeys he's like <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go home now and run off them whiskeys. I was like, ah, oh, here, we are not meant to be. I was like, fuck no. it. And I remember when he was leaving the company, I was like, he invited me to his gunway party. And I was like, no, no, be honest. no, no, no. There's some people who, um, I remember like working with a guy when I was a teenager and I was mad about him, you know, like the, that stage of teenagehood where he'd written it all over my journals and oh. everything. And I loved him, you know, that kind of thing. And um, he always seemed like he was really, really nice. And I was super pally with me. And like, you know, all, the, all this kind of thing that would make, would have made me believe that he was mad about it. <laughs> and um, he had dated a girl previously who'd worked at my job. And I ended up becoming really good friends with her. He rang me one night and was like, 
oh, Glass really upset. Is there any chance you could go? And of course, a fucking mug on my face here was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Went to basically essentially console his ex-girlfriend. Like, oh, God. God. And it's so funny when you look back at these things, you know, with adult eyes or like eyes of somebody who has a bit more confidence and clap on now. But totally was a manipulative little shit in work you know just using in work kind of manipulating me to kind of do favors and stuff yeah because he knew you fancied him yeah oh totally there's no way he would not have known my subtleties um you know were like a brick to the head (laughs) you see the opposites for me because if i fancy you i'm not going to talk to you at all i'm going to flirt with the uglier friend yeah the uglier that's how you know that's how i know if you see me flirting with somebody i don't fancy them i I obviously fancy their best friend who i haven't spoken to once and then i'll get a few drinks and be like oh you're a dickhead you think everyone fancies you (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the only we have to take these people down a peg or two i know i do I did ask my boss, like when they were doing their last hiring, could he like hire some like really good looking men? I, I was, he was like, I'm not really sure our HR would, you know, appreciate that. And I was like, well, look, I'll go to HR myself and start saying. <laughs> I want to put in a plaint, please. Yeah, on come on. The lack of men here. Someone did say um, about going out with someone from work that ended in me leaving uh, the contract six, six months early and having to pay back six grand of exam fees. Oh, that did not. Anybody who works in an office will know often if a company pays for you to do any sort of study, the provision is like on the basis you'll stay working for them for so many years. So obviously, um, God bless you, you have to cut your losses and leg it. Um, I get away. Not not many good ones. Do you remember that place um, that I worked in in Australia? God, I like, like lads, I had about 67,000 jobs over there, okay? But I'm just thinking of two in particular. One that on offer, that was going to offer me sponsorship. It didn't come down to sponsorship in the end, but they were going to. But mm-hmm. remember, it was the most boring job and they said that I'd have to yeah. stay there for four years. And I was like, I honestly would <laughs> throw myself out of the window. Like, and yeah. it wasn't a high up window, so it would just be hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was an easy to just go again. Just like I just keep going eventually this ends. And then the other place, I was the only girl, and it was 80 men. It was a betting company. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 80 men and me. And oh my God, I was in my element, except for there was uh obviously men and women's toilets, but the men used to always use the women's toilets until I joined the company because like they didn't, there's no women there. And then I joined and they were like, I walked in, there was a man in the toilet. I was like, hey, what the hell are you doing? He's like, oh shit, I forgot. Oh, sorry, sorry. And I was like, and then like the boss sent around a formal email, but like <laughs> the toilets, there was three cubicles. So it's not really that bad. Like he just, I would have just waited for him to like <laughs> to be <leave>. done. But um, <laughs> then it was so funny. They were all like coming in every so often that someone would come in and go, do you mind if I use your toilet? And I'm like, there's three of them. So that's fine. But there were so many good looking lads in that place. Oh my God. There was one in particular. What was his name? Jacko? No. Something Australian. So he usually has an O at the end, but not in yeah. a Dublin twang, more like Jacko. Or- Jacko. He was so pretty. We went for drinks. How did work done? Oh my God. Because they, see, I had to go out of my office to go see them. So they had to come to me because I was like, hey, Jor, I was working in HR. And so they had to come to me. When they came to me, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Unless it was like the good looking ones. I'd be like, stay, have a tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, she's like, go back to that job now any day. That's what I miss. Tenth and jobs where you don't give a shit. And when you log out at five o'clock, you log out. 
Yeah, you're done. And it doesn't play on your brain or you're not worried about anything. And there's no complaints. You see, like, why would you want to add any more stress to your working life? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Don't. The job itself is not bad enough. No, like, and even a temping job, don't be getting romances. Because look what happened to me with James in Australia and the email. And I'll never live that down. So, like, do you know what I mean? I I just. still has that email to this very day. Oh, my God. (laughs) I couldn't like I couldn't tell you now what he looks like. Honest to God, I can remember the two girls I paint them a picture, but I couldn't tell you what he looked like now. I just Isn't remember he was kind of short. I think he was short, like not shorter than me, obviously, because as we said <laughs> at the start, I'm the small one. Um, but yeah, I think he was short, like maybe like five, six or something. But, Isn't that mad? You're gonna have these really intense crushes, and then be like, I don't know what that person looks like anymore. Yeah. You know, at the time you're like, I really fancy this guy. I will never fancy anyone else. And then you're like, oh, I'd love to fancy someone now. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when you haven't fancied someone in a while and then just get that little that little thing and you're like, ooh. Yeah, you're I just, don't know where I'm planning to find this person to fancy because like I work from home. I spend all my time at home. I'm very broke, so I can't go anywhere else. And mm. uh, COVID. Yeah, because Christmas would be usually be a great time to yeah. go out. To Always get a Christmas and, shift. Yeah, meeting people out and about. And it's just, I don't even want to talk about it because God knows what's going to happen now in the next couple of weeks. Um, At least you're guaranteed the shift, pig. Yeah, but once he's not an A&E. <laughs> well, look it. And if he has that vomited bug, actually, I'm going to be bridesmaid in a few weeks. Maybe he could come around and lick my face just so yeah, I can yeah. get that bug. <laughs> Spread the germs. Could you, could you spare Tom for five minutes? <laughs> oh, shit, he just has to lick my face and breathe on me. That's all. Yeah, I was kind of annoyed I didn't get it. I was like, you know, could have done with losing a few pounds. Like, what have yeah, been sound? I weighed myself yeah. today. I could definitely do it. <laughs> I was here. I'll stop with uh, I could do it using losing my bit of half of me. Just, I'd like, you know, those ham slicers. If you could just like, oh. bam, shave, shave a bit off. Yeah, <laughs> especially great. when, you know, I have to be bridesmaid a couple of weeks after Christmas. That's going to be fab, you know, I'm loving my life there. But, um, yeah, that, I can't think of any other office romances there. Oh, Jeannie Mac. Like, no one, everyone wants to be Jim and Pam, and no one ever ends yeah. up being Jim and Pam. No, they end up the being office, like. Office romances on telly always look incredible. Like, yeah. amazing and beautiful. Like, even um, also, like, like, well, it's not an office, obviously, but it's a work romance. You know, uh, Jake and in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And Amy, you know, that's Amy. That's a, and it's a made like oh, it's this build up of this, you know what I mean? This intense thing. There's loads, of, but in real life, it doesn't work out like that. But I'm sure, look, we're not alone. Seventy three percent of people who answered the poll have slept or kissed with somebody at work. So it's not. So we've all tried to give it a go at some stage in our life, I'd say. But I, I, yeah. I think it only works out for the rare, the rare few. Yeah, yeah. I think. To, it's- it's a convenience thing. You know, you've already done, you already know them and they're there and, you know, you're drunk and you're just like, ah, oh, sure, look, you're sitting beside me anyway. That'll do. That'll do. Hey, that'll do. But no, it's uh, it's just not for me. And thankfully, everyone in my job is either old, married or gay. And the few single ones, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> we're not, we're not. Just in case they can identify themselves. <laughs> Any description you'd give for them. Oh. No. I can go. I can also say. (laughs) I can also say they do not fancy me because uh, they've now seen me. Whereas I would have made a bit of an effort back in the day for work. I they now see me every morning on Zoom like this. Hoodie, 
my ears are burning off me. I'm not sure why someone's talking about me. Um, left for love, <laughs> right for revenge. So left ear is burning. Someone's talking nice shit about me. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, left for, left for love, right for revenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, who's taking revenge on me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just me talking to the dogs. So I'm gonna get that fucking one. It's gonna be a podcast just with me, bitch. <laughs> you and the dogs. Yeah. Well, it'd be very boring because it'd be every week. No, no, not to report here. <laughs> no, I'm not on the apps. I've nothing to tell you. Blah, blah, blah. So. Would you be temp? Were you on the apps when you were away or did you look at them at all? I looked at Bumble simply for the reason that one of my friends told me that she had seen uh, an actor from Coronation Street on it. So I went on to try and find him. And <laughs> my other friend was like, loving it. She doesn't go on them anymore. And she obviously lives there. So she was like, oh yeah. my God, show me who's on it and I'll tell you who I've dated. So literally she was like, ding, ding. Do you know what I did notice though? English people, uh, English men have bios and Irish men barely do. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Irish really long bios, bios, like proper long, like a bit that I was like, mm. but um, they all, this is on Bumble, so it was only on Bumble, but um, they literally all had like, you know, Matt, I'm a fucking, I know, Christian scientist, <laughs> my mom's name is Sally last week yeah. I had you know steak for dinner they had loads of it and then when I came home and I still bumble on my phone and I looked at the Irish ones and like you would rarely get a bio and if it was it'd be like my insta name is Jack O'Brien yeah yeah I hate that I hate that how am I supposed to start a conversation with you because photos tend to be so generic from Irish lads as well yeah. like oh, how what am I supposed to strike up a conversation with you in your van looking face down at your camera I don't know what you want me to say I, I don't know what, what you want me to say about that um, but yeah no, I, I would imagine I would imagine that in the UK will be better because Irish yeah. lads are just terrible at dating like full stop period yeah but I still have my hopes my fingers crossed for you know someday <laughs> <laughs> bring it on bring it on right guys we're going to let you go come back to us in two weeks we're going to talk about something we don't know what it is it'll be something crack anyway Roshi looks it's like posing for her life here to me I'm doing a sexual uh, scarf dance here for Roshi uh, Ro will still be uh, in love with Tom He, but hopefully uh, he'll have given me the vomit and bug and I'll be t- two stone lighter if anybody works in a company with a bunch of writing men let us oh, know yeah. we'll quit her job and <laughs> move companies or or give us a shout out if you work somewhere that you do afternoon uh, you do after work drinks and there's a place where loads of writing fellas go for afternoon drinks let us know yes. I, used to, I used to always go to the harbour master um, down at Connolly and that used to have loads of writing fellas now I don't know yeah. if it does anymore because office is being closed but if yeah. you do know some more let me know and me and my single friend who I've told is now the replacement Roisin will <laughs> go and check it out yeah and I will be there with a newspaper with holes cut out for eyes just watching everything unfold. Do, 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 Tom do, do, beside me. <laughs> yeah, Tom beside you. I'm like talking really loudly and I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, no, I'm too poor. I can't do anything. So um, if, if someone knows anywhere where men buy you loads of drink as well, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Send in your suggestions as always. Uh, if you're not, uh, if you haven't given us a rate or review on iTunes, please do, but only nice ones. Um, subscribe as well. That's good. You just press the little bell button. And if you know anybody who's single, newly single, or who might just be interested in the shit me and Nick talk, send it on to them. The more listeners, the better. Um, and if there's anything you want us to cover, people you want us to talk to, let us know as well. 
And uh, to the many, many, many people who have suggested us getting Joanne McNally on this podcast, she's obviously very busy with her own podcast, but feel free to write underneath her posts. You need to go on at day or something. We'll, we'll give it a like, you know, maybe yeah. you convince her if enough you say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try, try to engage her in a conversation. Uh, you never know. We might be lucky. Uh, but uh, we that's do- all for now. Yeah, before we let go, um, it'd be great to hear from any of you who are Irish living abroad and um, tell us what it's like in your area, dating wise. Yeah. So if you're in New York, if you're in Sydney, if you're in Bangladesh, I don't know where you're. <laughs> send us a DM, send us a voice note, or email us um, on daters going to date IRL at gmail.com. And uh, we want to hear from you. So well, maybe yeah. that can be our next episode. We never know. We'll, we'll put that out. Yeah, perfect. Because especially after we said about the English guys' bios. Be interested to see what bios across around the globe. Yes. Are like. <laughs> and we'll talk about bios in our next one too. Right, everybody. Mwah, mwah, mwah. We love you. We love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.